0: Hey, lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder. I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my tenure career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics. Stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Hi ladies, you are listening to episode 48 of the Elevate Her podcast. Welcome back. Today I am coming in with a recording of a past IG Live This was a really good one. It's all about how to overcome and crush imposter syndrome. I feel like this imposter syndrome word has become a buzzword of late, especially in the corporate spaces, but no one is really talking about the core underlying causes and the fact that a lot of the types of imposter syndrome have actually become glorified characteristics in This day and age. So being a busy mom, being a super mom, juggling all the things, trying to do everything yourself, trying to be this perfect person. You hear people saying, I'm a perfectionist. That is actually imposter syndrome that is holding you back from taking effective action and doing what is needed to get the results that you want in your career and the big goals that I keep hearing from you all on Instagram and LinkedIn. So. Definitely listen into this episode. It's longer than our usual episodes, but there are some really good tidbits. If I were you, I would have a notebook and a pen and paper on the side, or just open your notes app in your phone and take a few notes as you listen in. And let me know what your aha moments were after you listen in. Drop me a message on Instagram or LinkedIn, and I cannot wait to chat with you. Let's get to the show. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Elevate Wednesday this week. I am so excited to talk about today's topic because I feel like the word imposter syndrome or the phrase has become such a buzzword of late and I am hearing it in the business space. I'm hearing it with my women in corporate and I kind of feel like the essence of what it is and the impact it has in our lives, in our careers has kind of been watered down. And so you hear people saying, you know, just repeat and say to yourself that I am enough and eventually you'll be able to conquer imposter syndrome. That is not enough, ladies. It is not enough to just repeat affirmations to be able to overcome it and to stop it from holding you back. So today I want to talk all about what imposter syndrome actually is, the types of imposter syndrome, because a lot of people think that they don't suffer from it but they actually do when you start to talk about how it can actually start to show up in your careers. So welcome. If you have any questions throughout the show, definitely just drop them in the comments below. And if you've experienced it and you've been able to overcome it, drop your experience as well for other women to learn from it. And I will definitely share it as I go along. Okay, so what is this concept of imposter syndrome? It's simply a belief that you got to where you are now in your career or in your life, whether you are a mom, whether you are a busy career woman, whether you are a buzzing entrepreneur. It is the belief that you got to where you are now simply by luck or by fluke. And sooner or later, you're going to be found out that You're actually not as good as you seemed or you made other people think you were. You're actually not as good as you looked like on paper. And this usually happens when you are transitioning. So let's say you get promoted to a new level at work or you move teams or you move jobs. It's very easy for you to be susceptible to imposter syndrome because you are dealing with a lot of discomfort You are dealing with a lot of situations that you are not used to and you now have to navigate new situations, new people, new environments that you are just not used to or acclimatized to knowing how to deal with. And it results in this vicious cycle because what happens is you have this belief that, oh my goodness, I'm going to be found out. And you know what's going to happen when they find out that I'm not as good as They thought I was when I got promoted. Obviously, they're going to fire me or they'll maybe demote me or you start to have all these thoughts. And your inner critic really starts to run the show. And what happens when you start to have those beliefs? The actions that you take in your career follow suit because you believe that you're suddenly going to be found out. Then you don't want to step out and be visible because you don't want people to know That, yeah, actually, she's not as good as we thought she was. Then you don't want to speak up in meetings because you're thinking, well, if I say something, then they'll find out that, wow, that that was such a stupid question that she asked. I mean, how could someone of her stature, how could someone at her level be asking such a question? Surely she is not as good. And then you're thinking people are going to start following up and investigating you and All hell is going to break loose, you'll lose your job and your life will just fall apart. Those are usually the actions that follow from feeling this feeling of imposter syndrome. And it starts all from your subconscious because like I said, it's a belief. The belief starts in your subconscious and sometimes you don't even realize that this is a belief that you have. But I want you to think of the actions. And when I talk about the types of imposter syndrome, you'll start to see if you can relate to any of these. Because I can guarantee you 99.9% of us have experienced imposter syndrome in the last week in one form or another. Trust me, 99.9% of us. And the thing is, it never disappears. It never goes away. You just have to learn how to handle it so that it doesn't stop you from taking the necessary action to achieve those big goals, to do the things that you want to do, to make the impact that you want to make in your career, to have that dream career role, to have that, to land that promotion, to land that new dream job. Let me talk about the five different types of imposter syndromes and then let me know if you can relate with any of these. And I'll tell you which ones I can relate to the most based on where I am right now in my career. So the first one is the superwoman. So the superwoman works hard to prove that she deserves success. So she continues to work hard. Even when she is being told that she's doing all the good things, she continues to work hard to validate herself and her success. So burnout, if you've experienced burnout of late or any time in your career, you probably suffered from this syndrome, but you didn't even realize that that was the reason. She believes that working hard is going to give her the results that she wants. She believes that in order to get promoted, she needs to work harder and harder and harder. She believes that in order to be seen as a great mom, she has to do all the things herself as a mom. So let me know if any of these resonate with some of the things you've experienced the last six months. But I can guarantee you, you've definitely experienced one of these in the last week, 100%. It's just that sometimes it's in your subconscious, so you're not even realizing that this is what is holding you back from taking certain actions. The second type of imposter syndrome is the perfectionist. So no matter how much success she has, as long as she has 1% of the total, you know, 100% is a failure, something doesn't go right in her life, in her career, she doesn't see the 99% of the success that she's had. She actually focuses on the 1% and she labels herself as a failure. So that's the perfectionist. Everything must go right. If one thing goes wrong, that means everything has gone wrong. Nothing goes right until everything goes right. That's the perfectionist. Okay, I am so excited to make this announcement to help women finally find their voice, become leaders in their field, and get paid their worth. If you know you don't want to be where you are in your career 12 months from now, Design to Lead was made for you. So listen up closer. Design to Lead is my private coaching program for ambitious career women who are ready to get promoted to the next level and start making an impact while creating generational wealth. In six months time, you could have the clarity you need to land that promotion or dream role in your career or get big pay raises that you never thought were possible. With the right strategy, bankable career plan and solid mindset to give you the confidence and kick self-doubt on the curb for good, which is what you'll get in Design to Lead and even more, together we'll be celebrating your next big career goal. Head over to bit.ly forward slash design to lead to apply to work with me in this program or DM me the word elevate on any of my social media channels to find out more. Let's get your career elevated for good. The third type of imposter syndrome is the expert. And I see this so much, ladies, when I am talking with you on the career game plan calls. Because when I ask you, okay, what is stopping you back from speaking up, from sharing your opinions, from looking for speaking opportunities? The number one thing I hear is, Rebecca, I feel like I don't know enough. I feel like I am not equipped enough. And by the way, if you ever catch yourself thinking, I am not something enough, that is imposter syndrome. And I hear this all the time on the game plan calls. I feel like I am not expert enough. I feel like I don't know enough. So I don't want to talk and I don't want to ask questions when this is actually something that I should have known. That is the expert Imposter coming out to stop you from speaking up in that meeting when you know that you, with the goal achieved, let's say you want to be a, a leader or you want to be a senior manager or you want to be an executive, you know very well that the executive will say something in that meeting. The executive will challenge, will ask questions in that meeting, that then you hold back and then you don't, and then you're not visible. And then you don't have the results that you want in your career. It's this vicious cycle because what happens with imposter syndrome is it's kind of like new level, new devil. If you've ever heard of that phrase, you get to this point in your career. And then because it's such a new environment, it's new people, it's new challenges. Imposter syndrome literally stops you from taking imperfect action. And then what happens? You don't move from there because you don't take action. So there's no progress. So you continue to feel imposter syndrome because you continue to like validate the thoughts that you're having about yourself because the results are showing that you are actually not as good as everyone around you thought you were. So it's this vicious cycle that continues unless we break it. And we're going to talk about how to break it later on in this live. The fourth one is the natural genius. So the natural genius feels extremely uncomfortable when she's out of her comfort zone. This happens a lot when you rise up in the ranks of your career very fast. And it typically happens with age. And I've seen this a lot with me as well, where I'll go to these board meetings and everyone there is, you know, old enough to be my parent, literally. And I completely feel out of my depth because I know these people have a wealth of experience. I think that there's nothing I can say that they'll be like, hmm, wow, that's a really good point, Rebecca. And so what happens is I go to this meeting. I don't say anything. No one even knows my name. And then when they meet me on the street, they don't even know that they actually met me in a board meeting because I didn't make an impact. That's the natural genius. She feels completely out of depth when she's out of her comfort zone. And what happens? She then doesn't want to try things that she doesn't know well enough about. She doesn't want to go to that new team because she doesn't have experience in that area. She is afraid to maybe take over the meeting because she thinks, okay, I've never done this before. What if someone asks me a question that I don't know? What's going to happen then? That is the natural genius. The last one is the soloist. Hmm, super moms. If you are a mom and you're on this live, you are probably experiencing this more often than not. So the soloist feels that she has this constant sort of nagging need that she has to do everything herself. And if she's not doing everything herself, then she's not good enough. If you struggle to delegate at work, then this is imposter syndrome that is actually running the show. That's the soloist in you that is running the show that is telling you that if you cannot do it, you are not good enough. If you're telling someone else to do it, that means you're not good enough to do it yourself. So let me know if any of these relate. So drop the one that relates with what you experience sometimes. And you know, nobody's perfect. Like I said, 99.9% of us have experienced imposter syndrome, not even in the last month, in the last week. We have experienced it in some way or form. Some of us have been able to overcome it and break that barrier and take action. Some of us are still not taking the action and are being literally imprisoned by it. So let me know which one relates to you. The superwoman, the one who has to work hard. The perfectionist, the one who feels that it's all perfect or nothing is perfect. Like 1% failure means she is a failure. The expert who feels like she must know she has to do research, she must learn, you know, she must do all the trainings, she must get that additional qualification, she must go and study out there and get another degree before she feels she's good enough to apply for that new job. Or are you the natural genius where you feel maybe inadequate when you're out of your depth or in situations that you've not really experienced before? Or the soloist who has this constant nagging need to do everything herself. For me, I definitely relate with the soloist and I, well, I struggled to delegate. I think it's been probably two years when I really started to let go. And even now in my day-to-day work, I still have to be so, so, so aware of me when I do things and ask myself, is this something I really need to do? And I see Leia says all of them. <laughs> Definitely the soloist. Yes, if you are a mom, I know Leia, you're a mom like me. The soloist is something that an imposter or the imposter syndrome that we can relate with a lot. So for me, it's the soloist and then the superwoman. So working hard is like my second name. <laughs> and this is something that I have been working on a lot. Because I have realized, I have learned in the last three years in my career, that hard work does not pay off. That's just the truth. Hard work does not pay off. It's not about the hard work, especially once you get to a certain level in your career. Hard work is already assumed. And you can actually work hard by delegating. So it's like that superwoman and that soloist, Is like double trouble because you don't want to give other people the work. You want to do everything yourself and then you end up working yourself literally to the ground. Chanya says the one that resonates with me is the perfectionist, the expert and the soloist. Yes, yes, I can completely relate to what you're saying and delegating more nowadays, but I still have to foresee. So I'm glad to hear that you're working on the soloist imposter syndrome because it will free you. Delegation saves lives, literally. Judy says soloist. Yeah, I'm glad to see that there are many soloists in the house. And so we're going to talk about how to actually overcome these because we have come to think, and I think society has also contributed to this, that doing everything yourself, that being busy, that working hard, all those things are associated with someone who must be achieving success or is on the way to success, but that's not the case. That's just imposter syndrome that is holding you back from living a truly fulfilling life, from having a truly fulfilling career that doesn't really require you to do everything yourself and to work hard to the ground. And there are many celebrities that have experienced this as well. So if you're sitting there feeling, well, there must be something wrong with me, It is perfectly normal to feel imposter syndrome. There is nothing abnormal about it. There are many celebrities that have talked about it. I read a quote by Maya Angelou where she was saying she wrote 11 books and still felt that, oh my goodness, someone is going to find out soon that I was playing a game all along. Imagine Maya Angelou, how great she is with words, right? We are still reading her poetry. We're still reading all the writings that she's done. Imagine someone of her stature feeling like that. I think Marilyn Monroe also said something like that when she was still alive, how she felt that she was not a great actress at all. And she's probably one of the greatest actresses of all time. She felt that, you know, when she would go in, step out and do a show that she was completely inadequate and out of her depth. So there's so many examples of celebrities who have talked about this, who are really great at what you do. And by the way, if you're feeling it, that means you are really good at what you do, right? We just need to uncover it and make sure it doesn't stop you from moving further because that's the problem with imposter syndrome. You get to a point and then you get stuck and you don't know why you're stuck, but it's because of this imposter syndrome. So first of all, before I talk about how to overcome it, let's talk about how not to overcome it. I went and did a bit of research earlier today and I was just trying to see what is out there, you know, on the Internet. What are people saying? Experts. I also looked at Harvard Business Review to see what people are saying. And there were some really good tips out there, but there were some that I felt even based on my experience and Me talking to other ladies that I mastermind with that really don't work and they just really touch on the surface level of imposter syndrome and that's why it continues to come back to haunt you. So writing your achievements is great, but it's not going to help you move past it. It's deeper than that. Like I said, imposter syndrome is a belief, It is a belief that you just got lucky. That you just have the success you have by chance. That you're not good enough, expert enough, equipped enough. Whatever that is for you, enough. And while writing your achievements is great and it's something that we should all do, it's not enough, excuse the pun, it's not enough to help you overcome it and move past it and stop it from holding you back. Faking it till you make it. This is a big one that we need to address this is the elephant in the room because a belief is you can't fake it how can i say this you cannot tell yourself certain things you cannot say i am enough whereas your belief your paradigm is completely in disagreement to what you're saying you can't fake it your belief system is so so strong that is what is running the show what you say does not matter what matters is what you believe So faking it till you make it does not matter. And by the way, people who have been in the corporate careers experience can see right through it. So don't try to do it thinking that you'll be able to move past people and and no one will see that Yeah, you're actually afraid. People can actually see right through it. So it's not about faking it till you make it. Forgive yourself. While forgiving yourself is important, what is more important is the belief that you have about yourself. Because what happens to a lot of us? We'll maybe forget about something and we'll think that we've forgiven ourselves. We'll beat ourselves up for a mistake that we made and then we'll forget about it. And then a few months down the line, something similar happens and you do the same thing again. So while forgiving yourself is great, it's not enough to be able to overcome this for once and for all. So how do we overcome it? And the key is in that word that I just said, belief. It is a belief. You have to change your belief system. That's the only way you're going to overcome imposter syndrome. And like I said, it's always going to come up. But what matters is how you respond, how you react to it, how you react to these situations when they come up. And the only way you can react to them differently and take different action than what you've been doing all along is by changing your belief system. Imposter syndrome is not a fact. We just make facts out of thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves. We go and sit there in a meeting and because everyone there in the meeting sounds so much smarter than us, we then assume, oh, if I ask this question, man, they're going to think, mm-mm. She's not smart enough to be in this room. That is a thought that we have about ourselves, a feeling. And a lot of times we mistake feelings and thoughts for facts. And imposter syndrome is the same thing. It is not a fact. It is a belief. And it is a belief that you choose to believe. And the same way you choose to believe it is the same way you can choose not to believe it. So how do we start to change our belief system? You build a new one. As simple as that, you build a new one, you build new beliefs about yourself, about your potential, you build new assumptions about yourself, you start to think differently, you start to choose the thoughts that you want to think. And this takes a lot of intentionality because a lot of the thinking we do is habitual. 95% of the thoughts that we think every single day is habitual and it takes a lot of work to break that cycle and start replacing those thoughts about I am not enough with I am great at what I do. I deserve to have the seat at the table. I deserve to be here talking about this topic. I am the expert in this topic. It takes a lot of intentionality to change your thoughts from what they have been. Because these are paradigms and beliefs that we've been raised with. Some of them have been because of the systems we've been in what we've been told, what we've been taught, they come from a very, very long mile of years and years and years of belief. And I like to use the example of babies. Because when a baby is born, they don't know their name. You have to keep repeating their name over and over and over. And at some point, maybe at the three month or four month mark is when you say their name and then they turn around. That's exactly how a belief system works. You have to continuously repeat the same thoughts, repeat the same beliefs, repeat the assumptions that you want to hold true about yourself. And that's why I feel like just writing your achievements is great, but it's not enough. It is constantly repeating the beliefs that you want to believe about yourself. It is daily work, ladies. Daily work, not even daily work, it's almost hourly work because you have to catch yourself and your thoughts on a day-to-day basis and replace those thoughts with new ones, the ones that you want to believe. So it takes a lot of daily work. And the other thing I see is, yes, while meditating and, you know, doing the affirmations, doing the journaling is good. That's not enough. You have to also put it into action. And I was reading this book. I was trying to look for where I found it, but it's called Psycho-Cybernetics. I'm actually reading it for the same time. And where I was reading a few days ago, the writer was saying that here it is. You must have the daily courage to risk making mistakes. A step in the wrong direction is better than staying on the spot all your life. Once you're moving forward, you can correct your course as you go. Your automatic guidance system cannot guide you when you're stalled, standing still. So this is not, you know, a crisscross. We're going to do some meditation every day and everything is going to be okay. We're going to land that promotion. This is you changing your beliefs, but also taking action at the same time, whether that's perfect or not. It's you putting this into practice. It's like wearing a new self. It's changing your self-image, basically. We're not changing who you are, right? We're just making you aware of who you have always been and what you are capable of achieving. And if you are not sure, you know, how does this person with my goal achieved? How do they behave? Just look at someone who has what you have. Don't go out there and look for advice from people who don't have what you have. Look at someone who has what you have, what you want, to achieve in your life, in your career, and observe them. How do they carry themselves? How do they talk about themselves? How do they treat other people? What is their leadership style like? And when you start to be so observant about the people who have the goal that you are after, you will start to realize where the gaps are between how you're showing up now and how you need to show up in order to actually achieve that goal. And that's where you're going to then do the most of the work on and the most of the inner work and reframing the beliefs and the assumptions that have been running the show all along that have not been serving you. So let me rephrase this because I want to make this as simple enough for you to actually understand how you change and you stop imposter syndrome from holding you back. Because it is literally not serving you in any form or way. It's just something that we've been accustomed to. And like I said, society has made things like working hard, doing everything yourself, being the superwoman. It has glorified these characteristics that actually don't serve you or any of the goals that you want. And I know you're all ambitious ladies in here. So how you overcome it is you start to change the beliefs that you have about yourself. Because imposter syndrome is just a belief. And it is not a fact. So beliefs can be changed. Facts can't. Beliefs can. How do you change your beliefs? By building a new belief system. Day by day, brick by brick by brick. Intentional work. And then you take action, right? And then you apply the career strategy. A lot of the women I talk to, you know, they want to know, how can I negotiate my next salary my performance review and appraisal is coming out I want to know how to do this so that I can get the salary raise I want that's not where we start ladies we start with the beliefs because like I said you cannot fake this until you make it you have to actually start to be confident and show up confidently and believe that you are worth that salary raise and once you start to believe that then having that conversation with the people with the purse strings in your organization is going to be so much more effective because you are going to be able to convince them that indeed, this is the salary that you're worth, this is the value you bring to the organization, and this is the salary that is commensurate with the value that you're bringing. But if you haven't done that inner work, it's going to be so hard. You're going to go into that conversation and you'll literally flounder over your words. I'll give you the script, I'll tell you what you need to say, but when the rubber meets the road, you're not going to be able to implement that effectively. So this inner work cannot be skipped. And this is the gap I see in the career coaching space because people are talking about how to ask for a salary increase, how to ask for for a raise, how to get the promotion how to go out there and speak, how to build your credibility, which is all great. But if you're doing that on top of a belief system about yourself that does not align with the expert that you want to be seen as, it's not going to happen. Your achievements, your results are limited to your self-image, to the beliefs that you have about yourself. And that's why the results that you have so far in your life are a reflection of the thoughts, assumptions, and feelings that you've been carrying all along your life. They are a reflection of your paradigm. So this work is so, so important. And then once you do that work, the actions are going to be so much more effective. And then you won't have to work as hard as we think or as we are made to think we have to. Because you're showing up as a different person. We know that it's true that hard work does not give the results not about working hard okay ladies if you feel like my goodness Rebecca I need help in this work because by the way this work was never meant to be done alone doing the inner work shifting your mindset changing your paradigm is not work that you have to do alone I mean you can do it alone but you can also choose to get the support and accelerate your results and that's what I did plain simple and true Two years ago, I made the decision that I am not going to have the same thing being said about me, that I am not visible enough, that I am not loud enough, that I am not showing up confidently as a leader. I made that decision that I am going to change it. And I invested and I got a coach, not on the employer's bill, I paid for it personally. This is something else I see other women struggling with, especially my corporate girls, how we're not used to investing and paying in ourselves, right? Our companies always pay for trainings. But if those trainings were effective and if they were meant to do what they were meant to do, we would all have the promotions. We would all have the results. We would all have the salary increments. No one would be complaining that they're not being paid their worth. And that's why I made that decision that I am not going to step into another performance review with those kind of things being said about me. Like I just said, enough is enough. I have been in this acting position for four years and they've not gotten a replacement, but I'm not getting promoted. Enough is enough. This is not going to happen to me again. And literally within the space of 18 months, things changed. Six months ago, it's now eight months ago. Most of you who've been here and who followed me for a while know that I went for an extremely intense leadership assessment and I came out with flying colors. And I'm not saying that to brag. I am saying that because I want you to see where I have come from and where I am now and what it took for me to have the results now, what it took for me to be a director in one of the largest global audit firms, literally in the space of 18 months. Let us see what comments there are here. Tiana says, not a question, but good job. Thank you, Tiana. So grateful to have you in here live. Judy says, five years ago, I changed my mindset and now I am more outspoken. Amazing. Well done, Judy. Thank you so much for sharing your story. So ladies, I am going to drop it here. If you want support, send me the word elevate. And then we can talk more. And I wish you all a lovely evening, lovely afternoon, lovely morning, depending on where you are. All right, ladies. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki, or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.